So welcome back to the Beast Game Podcast. And Star Trek has another iteration of a show, which is also another prequel. Enterprise, first Enterprise, well, first USS Enterprise. Let me get that correct. But this is the Captain Pike iteration of the Enterprise because technically Captain Kirk is the second captain of the USS Enterprise, the first USS Enterprise. But this one has premiered on Paramount Plus. Kind of the track record of the more modern post J.J. Abrams influenced Star Trek has not been as well received. I know there's people that like Discovery, but eh. then you also have Picard, which is also in that vein of post J.J. Abrams influenced Star Trek. And then this one, which attempts to go back to more of the bottle episode, not this overarching storyline, but this one starts off with Anson Mount. He is Captain Pike. He is also Captain Pike in Discovery. He took over Discovery for like a hot second and then bounced. The whole thing about Captain Pike is that eventually he becomes handicapped. <laughs> And not just handicapped, like mute, and like he's just a Futurama. He'll just be like the robot head. And uh-huh. <laughs> at this point in time, he is a human being, <laughs> fully realized human being. And he's having like these visions about whatever his fate is supposed to be. He can't really reconcile all that, but he's asked to command a mission because there is a first officer, the first officer of this iteration of the USS Enterprise that is missing. And there's also this subplot with Spock that he is on the verge of getting married. He's also called along with Captain Pike mm-hmm. and Mount to figure out what's going on with the missing first officer. So Keith, how do you feel about this episode? Strange new world. So again, it's supposed to be bottle episodes that one episode is self-contained. Good. Right, no overarching plots and stuff. But like, fate of the world is in the hands of the Red Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. I liked it. So I'll just get that out of the way. I, I like definitely went into the right direction. They still follow the same formula of doing the whole uh, i call it dgij whatever diversity yeah it was pretty obvious when they walked onto the bridge for the first time what they and it's half and half it's a straight down the middle it's four males four females did a combo pack there (laughs) um once again kind of introducing the characters and you get a straight shot of her and you're like oh lord here we go Uh, all she's missing is the blue hair she has the appropriate haircut for the haircut the wokeness haircut which is the half bob for people that aren't aware, but it's just the half bob haircut. Anytime you see that, you know something's about to be woke. Go ahead. The hairstyles are just like, they're severe and angry looking. Like, yeah, there is a security officer, which I don't like that character. That was probably the main negative of this particular episode, but her haircut and her attitude kind of match each other and it was like really just getting on my nerves but go ahead don't like this i don't like you and i'm i'm not here to have fun i'm here to just kick somebody in the face you're like okay all right well 
All right. Well, we'll see what's going on with that. And she has to go tell her truth at some point. In the episode. Uh, yeah. I'll tell my I'll, truth. I'll, I'll let her. I'll let her do it. It's like it's a row. <laughs> you got the anger and you got the not pleased with the way things are going and what's going on and stuff. But once we get the intros out of the way, they introduce Sahora. I actually surprisingly liked her. I thought I would have a problem with her, but she was just pleasant. Um, you got Picard and you've got Discovery. And it's very serious and they take everything seriously and it's just all seriousness all the time with the exception of a few characters you've got this one bright and sunny one who just pops up and you're like oh she's cool you're kind of interestingly drawn to that character for a bit ahura comes on board she's a cadet and uh, she's like some kind of super genius cadet so i thought it was clever how they kept playing out lieutenant kirk missed the ship and <laughs> so we'll have to pick him up at the end yeah. of the episode i like the little bait and switch with that i overall i liked anson mount I thought he did a good job on Discovery, and he continues that. The story was self-contained, and it's been done before, but still, I liked it. Yeah, I think my only problem was that his inner conflict stuff, and they kind of started off, it made it look like it was Generations at first, where Kirk is sitting there baking eggs and omelets and stuff and pancakes. Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) I think it was intentional. Just to kind of give a callback to something, but it just felt like that at first. The, I like the retro futuristic look of everything. Uh, the aesthetics, the ships, the ship designs, even the uniforms, the technology. Clearly, it's not future tech that we would envision. They took what was done in the 60s and they just it upped it, threw a more modern spin on it and stuff, and but kept the same design aesthetics which I liked. I thought that was like, and I liked the coloring and everything. I thought it was good. I thought it was much stronger intro than picard much stronger than discovery i think aside from the security chief is the approach to this episode which is something that i keep hammering on all the time obviously star trek generally should be about hope and the future of hope or hope in the future which is given in this episode but what you have is a world where there's two sides gridlocked in political strife basically going to be launching what seems to be a warp signature but it winds up being a weapon because of something discovery did that uh-huh. gave these people warp capable technology long before they should be so it's basically 20th century earth style but it's all aliens but they have the equivalent to warp technology but they're using it for all the wrong reasons. But the whole point of this episode is to show that, hey, look, we can make a show about current day politics in the future, which is, I'm tired of seeing that because that is also what Picard is doing. <laughs> I don't like that either. But that, I think that was my only issue with the episode, but the approach to the episode is okay. Because again, like I said, Star Trek should be about hope. You can overcome things talking about violence or weapons or things like that, but you can overcome it with diplomacy. Right. Which is not what was happening in Discovery. They just jump in everywhere, mirror universe, future, past. I don't know where. I just hope Discovery just disappears entirely. But I think that was my only issue. And then there's way too much conflict in between the crew and for the crew that has to work together for i guess the next couple of episodes I'm not sure if it's eight or ten i think it was just way too much of it particularly it was coming from that security chief uh, uh, a lot of it was she was getting into an argument with spock on the bridge which is unprofessional 
Yeah, okay, I remember now. Uh, I remember that scene. And that was more than once. But yeah, I think another thing that they should have addressed it, Star Trek DS9 and The Next Generation handled it well. They made it a very clear-cut hierarchy. Didn't have this ambiguity that Discovery... I think that's my problem with Discovery and Picard. Yeah, it was just like... like, like There's a clear-cut hierarchy. Yeah, Burnham was there, Saru... Yeah, and it was and clear then, she was a star. Then the captain, but... and it's like, then the Anson Mount's captain is like, well, who's in charge? Good. Yeah, you got four captains on the ship, and you're like, no, 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 that's not how that works, right? You went all in on this whole problematic attitude of a person in charge and their subordinates being told what to do. Yeah. And without their input, without being able to give input and say otherwise. And no, millions of light years away from your home base, you need to, you need to know that captain of the ship has got subordinates that people are going to fall in line. There's the hierarchy and, and some kind of discipline that is going to manage it. And following this whole thing that Starfleet isn't military. It's not a military organization, but they're trying to slide it into this whole, it's a collaborative space. And no, that doesn't work that way. All right. If she's the first officer, then Spock needs to get in line and full on... Yeah, like argument and stuff. You're like, what? No. Over no, something no, that no. was trivial, first of all. Yeah. I like the part where we need to get ready for something about to pop off. And she was like, explain why. And he was like, oh, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing. And he was like, okay, do it. That makes sense to me. Do it. It was over with. But again, you had wait. I'm going to do this. Uh, yeah. She's and again, do, she's for going rails. there to be the captain directly there to see all that. I mean, it yeah. definitely should have been some shut up. I'm the captain. Deal with it. Here's my right. decision. Execute my orders. But anything else about this episode? I am cautiously optimistic. Yeah. 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 I got some optimism. After Picard, first season, like maybe the first two episodes might be. Yeah. No, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. And then in the first episode of season two of Picard, I mean, I've I've pretty much got this whole thing of like, I'm going to wait a couple episodes. I'm not going to fall for that again. Never again. You You got me with Picard. That season two was terrible. That's the worst television I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, I don't ever want to think about it again. Fuck back to it. I'm sorry. I'm going to Picard. Yeah. I guess what score would you give this first episode? It's a solid seven, in my opinion. Yeah. I agree. Not going to go any further. Yeah. So, same thing. Seven. Aside from some of the issues around writing and then some clearly overt references to certain things that I didn't appreciate. I thought this was okay. And I need to see more episodes because this is Paramount Plus who has turned Star Trek into whoever can write the most wokest content. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've seen the more recent Law & Order. Like the new season of Law & Order. OG Law & Order. Oh, man. <laughs> are they fucking up that bad every episode has some reference to racism sexism <sighs> like every episode the first episode was basically the Bill Cosby episode the last episode was the equivalent to Elon Musk his name was like Ethan something Ethan M something in charge of a electric car company that may have killed the CFO because she was going to expose him for something Oh, God. I'm just like, I don't need this. I just need, we found a body in Midtown. Bang. <laughs> down to Chelsea. Like, even though they should be working that far down, it doesn't matter. But, yeah, that, eh. 
look at the subreddit for Law and Order. <laughs> People are just complaining. <laughs> but nevertheless, all right, I just hope this is okay. So, Beast Game Podcast, Strange New Worlds. We'll probably be back at some point after a couple of episodes. 